The devil went down to Georgia. Do you know who Charlie Daniels was? No, I don't. Do you know who Ennio Morricone was? That name sounds familiar. I'm sorry. Great. (laughs) Talking about who they were. Yeah. Because they both died over this recent weekend. Okay. Charlie Daniels was a legendary country western singer. Okay. Died at the age of 83. Okay. He was probably best known for the song, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh, I think I did see something about that. I know you know that. Yep. And he is, um, you know, very influential to uh, to many country uh, singers and, sure. by extension, uh, you know, other musicians. Yeah. Um, legendary for that. A Grammy Award winner. Okay. Uh, you know, Grand Ole Opry. Sure. Uh, performer in Hall of Fame. Um, I'm trying to think of what character in Nashville would have been Charlie Daniels, but I can't. Oh. Can't think of anything. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, there were so many characters in that, but it's not like like we talked about when we talked about the film. It's not like they necessarily all coordinate correlate with a real life uh country star so yeah 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 um yeah um okay all right well that's um 83 is a, is a pretty good run but it yeah yeah it's, it's still upsetting though um never easy yeah you want to continue to eulogize this guy N- no not really um <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about um he's uh oh no i wanted to talk about like what our, our right-wing shitbag he was but, oh uh, okay you know what all right people are entitled to their opinions oh i mean yes okay hey all right um you remember the swift boat veterans for truth I don't. This is. I need a new co-host. Hey. I need somebody who just just is paying attention to what's going on. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, just once I want a country singer who um, is pro-choice or something like that. Just throw us throw us a curveball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Why uh, be? But you know, he he was the mold. So what do you expect? <laughs> A guy who is uh, not pro-choice. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Ennio Morricone, who is an Italian uh, composer. He died at the age of 91. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, that's right? pretty iconic. Yes. Yeah. He uh, scored many of Sergio Leone's Spaghetti Western films. Sure. Also did a ton, ton, ton of other stuff. Um I'm trying to think of um, you know Once Upon a Time in America, uh, okay. The Untouchables, sure, um, In the Line of Fire, um, Bullworth. I don't know. Uh. It's interesting. Like you, you think about like oh James Horner. He's like, give me my trumpets. Where right. are my where are my French horns? Yeah. Whatever he's gonna do, it's gonna be a a, a ship, a PT boat cruising somewhere, or a destroyer. Mm-hmm. But then he'll do. Um, I don't know. He'll do something really wacky, like Tootsie or something like that. And you're what? What? Yeah, right. He didn't do Tootsie, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I understand. Uh, and so that's the life of a of a screen composer. You know, yeah. you can come up with something just so iconic as the score for uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly yes. or uh, A Fistful of Dollars. Mm-hmm. But also, you'll do He Did the Thing. Wow. Yeah, that's very different. How do you think John Carpenter felt about that one? I think I the thing know, might have been. I think I can't remember I, the, the whole story, but I think John Carpenter was like totally willing to do it. And I oh, think I'm the, sure he I think the studio been. was like, "Yeah, we, you know, we we got Ennio Morricone. Is that okay?" And he was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." <laughs> Wait, can he play a synthesizer? Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> but we got what we got. And uh, yeah, just a very uh, talented guy. Um, mm-hmm. 91. Uh, good, good, long, full life. Yes. And uh, he also, uh, his work will be missed. And yeah. he's probably got some political stuff, too. <laughs> in his past. I know that he fought with uh, Tarantino. Uh, he uh, oh. scored... Um, uh, drank at Django Unchained, I think. Oh, okay. And I think he scored. He was. Did he score Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I can't remember. I know that he had been up I for think it. I heard you talking about this. I, I don't remember what their feud was about, though. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just about. I think it was uh, just about how the music was used. Oh, um, okay. I don't know if it was. Um, he didn't like the Rick Ross rap song in it or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, they had a thing that was kind of, you know, and if you're having a fight with Quentin Tarantino, it's like, maybe this is the best way to go. I feel like Quentin Tarantino will, you, if you have a fight, it's on. He will badmouth you to everybody he knows. He will spit on you in public if he sees you. He did that to a guy once. Did he really? Well, the guy, um, the guy was, he was a reporter who was like picking into like, Tarantino's history with his with his father, and he did not want that out there. And that's well, probably no. But don't spit on a guy. Well, <laughs> what do you want? Do you want him to punch him? You want him to slap him like Will Smith did when that guy kissed him? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I I don't I don't know. It's tough to be a celebrity. It's yeah, hard. Yeah, I know. Uh, but anyway, but then I bet if he met that reporter today, because this was t- almost twenty years ago, if he were met that reporter today, he'd be like, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, did you see my new movie? Oh, yeah, that's great." You know, he gets it all out. Uh, I you know, see what you're and saying. then it's out. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, right. <laughs> uh, maybe he went to his funeral. I don't know. Oh my goodness! Wow. Uh, Any other uh, deaths you want to do during our RIP section? I don't. As we always do. I don't want to do any deaths, but we we kind of like have to. I mean, it's. It's every week. Yeah, I know. It's every it's, week. It, I feel like it didn't used to be so so common, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention. You are there let, just more celebrities now, or you want to? Well, um, or do we just know about things more readily? There are there were more celebrities forty to fifty years ago mm-hmm. who are now dying. Yeah, fair. Um, so it, you know when uh, Glenn Miller actually Glenn Miller died a long time ago, didn't he? <laughs> Bad pick. Uh, I was trying to pick a composer. Uh, I don't know. Um, when Humphrey Bogart dies, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's a, it's a legend. Yeah, um, right. Or like Frank Sinatra dies. Like, oh, oh, blue eyes. Yeah, right. And Tony Bennett's somehow still alive. He is. Um, he must have gave up the smoking early, because I think Frank yeah, maybe was smoking when they put him in the ground. Probably. You know? yeah. um, I'm trying to think of what's what's kept. Tony Bennett alive for so long. Um, good clean living. Like I don't know. <laughs> maybe he, maybe he does takes the advice and he has one glass of red wine. I was think I actually thought had that thought, yeah. but I wasn't sure if I should say that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think Tony Bennett's kind of an interesting guy. Like he's willing to collaborate with younger artists too. Like I know he's worked with Lady Gaga a lot and stuff like yeah. that. So I mean, I I don't think that like every like well-known established artist would necessarily be willing or up to doing something like that so i don't know i think that makes him kind of intriguing in a way well hats off (laughs) i hope you find your heart yeah it sounds like a real bad situation oh my goodness but get people looking for it yeah uh hey you found us we're the just enough trope podcast i'm your host caliban joined as always by my co-host hi i'm ikan hana here to talk about all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment and we probably should just get right to it you have any like 
really funny or interesting personal anecdotes to share? Uh, like what? <laughs> okay, let's do the news. Uh, uh, no, uh, okay, good because uh, we don't have time for them. So. <laughs> I actually want to talk about some of the movies that I've seen recently, but yeah. you can hear me do that on our sideshow. Yes, co-videos. That's, that's a good name for it, a sideshow. Sideshow. Yeah. Uh, co-videos, where we talked about quite a few interesting films recently. Um, we just recently talked about the uh, David Lynch film Wild at Heart. Yes. And we also talked about uh, The Rundown. Yep. Uh, the a rock movie. The yes. rock movie. Yes. Um, Last Unicorn, uh, David Burns True Stories. Yep. Uh, the Warriors. Yep. Johnny Guitar. Yeah. So we'll do we anything. Go all over the, yeah, the gamut. We certainly yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, gamut actually means um, a, a array of colors. Did you know that? I did. A not gamut know that. is like yeah, like in a, in a project, all the colors that you're going to use or printing. Printing huh. is using printing too. I kind of like that. Yeah. Actually, you ever see like a, a bread bag and it's. Um, it's golden wheat or whatever it is, and it's uh-huh. sort of uh, orange or brown or whatever. But then, usually down by the ingredients or the copyright, there's like a teal circle, and there's like a magenta circle, and there's another. That's I like know the what you're calibration for the colors that go into it because you use those. It's, oh, it's, interesting. Um, combinative uh, coloring. Sure. So you put these colors together, and they make these. They're pigments, actually. The well, colors would be light. These are pigments. Right, like 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 a standard uh, color jet printer has uh, magenta, cyan, cyan, or blue, mm-hmm. and yellow, and then black. Yeah, and then the I combinations make the different cool name colors. For the, for the yellow, yellow is just yellow. Yeah, it's, good, it's cyan. I know. And why not magenta? Why not call it gold? I don't know. Um, it's not really gold. Yeah. Why not call it? What is a good fun color for yellow? What is a, a descriptive marigold? I and it's not really it. marigold. I knew we could talk about bullshit. I knew it. <laughs> I'm proud of us. I'll give you a sticker later. Uh, um, I don't know. Chartreuse is green. I'm trying to think. Uh, um, what is another? I mean, it's like, what do we call What's the color of the sun? Is it r- yellow or is it orange? And it's then, white. Is, yeah, I know. Right, <laughs> it's right. white. That's what the color of the light is. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, well, the uh, wow. yellow. I'm not coming up with much. Well, I didn't mean to stop you there, but mm. uh, flavus is the Latin word for uh, yellow. Huh. Well, it just reminds me of flavor. That's what that reminds me. Yeah, of. I don't want to dig into that etymological no. no. nest of vipers. But uh, and luteus is also a word for yellow. I mean, that could work. I don't know. So like Flavins. Flavins. Yeah. Or Flavolius means yellow in color. So if you're going to write a pretentious novel, uh-huh. say that her her hair was color. <laughs> there you go. Her Flavolius hair <laughs> waved in the breeze. Flavolius flaxen hair. <laughs> Flavolius flaxen He's the new bad guy on The Last Kingdom. There you go. Well, now we'll talk about the news. Oh, my God. So, so much. So yeah. many items of news. Okay. Um, let's get to uh, an update to a story that we talked about previously. Sure. Um, they have recast Batwoman for season two. Yes. And it's an actress named Jeficia Leslie. Yes. I've read about this. And um, she's... Um, not in anything. She's she's on a show called God Friended Me, which so CBS. You wow. Can, you can do anything. Wow. 
Eh, okay, that doesn't really tell me much, but um... uh, she is a woman of color. Yep. Um, she's uh, apparently bisexual. Mm-hmm. Although, if I was up for this role, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm bisexual. Yeah, right. Like, we're gonna need to see some some Instagram photos <laughs> of you. Oh my god. A woman. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm bisexual. <laughs> so yeah, you know. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about this. Um, well, she's playing a different character. Yeah, she won't be Kate Kane. She won't be Kate. So Kane. I mean, it doesn't really matter anyway. But yeah, she'll be a totally different character. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to read quick the um, the sort of character outline for this character. Oh boy. Oh. I I have some. Oh. Issues with it, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, you're you're ready to go. You're you're already set up. You've done the homework on this. Mm. She's playing a character named Ryan Wilder, mm-hmm. which that's just Ryan Reynolds and Van Wilder put together. So maybe that's a temp name. It better be. It's not a great name. <laughs> no, it's it seems just... like they thought five minutes about that. I name. know. Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not call her Wade Reynolds or something? I mean, I don't. I, I know that there, that Ryan can be a girl's name. That's fine. But sure. why Ryan Wilder? Because that's it's Ryan Reynolds and his yeah, most famous role, Van Wilder. <laughs> anyway. But why right. do we want that associated with somebody in the Batman family? We, I, I don't we, know why they don't. did that. Yeah. Bat family. Here it is. Ryan Wilder is about to become Batwoman. She's likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. So she's Allie McBeal. She's also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. With no one in her life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. Today, Ryan lives in her van with her plant. A girl who would steal milk for an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan's the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly undisciplined. Those are completely two different things. They are. An out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. There is no comic analog to this character. Right. So you created a character for a black woman who's a homeless drug dealer. Yes. I have issues. I do not like it. Oh, and user, too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think this is... This show's off next year. Right? Yeah, right. It's just not going to make it another year. I, I think this is really lazy storytelling. Yeah. I, I think the... Okay, uh, kudos for deciding that you wanted a woman of color in this role, but could you give her a character that is not a stereotype? Could you... Uh, why do you have to be like, oh, she needs a trouble pass. Okay, fine. Trouble pass. Don't really necessarily like that for for women superheroes too, because like, it's why so does it generic? It's so generic because it's like, well, she has a trouble pass, and that motivates her to be a here's, hero. Here's Kate Kane's backstory. She was an heiress like Bruce Wayne. Right. She married into money, didn't she? Because her father was a military officer, and I think the the wife had had money. money. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, so, so she was mom, raised rich. Her dad married in a her money, yeah. sister. Uh, she and her sister were kidnapped as children, and her sister died in in the assault to get them back. So she thought, and I think her mom did too, right? So it's just her and her dad. Then she is like a party party girl. It's before or after a military service. I, know she, I don't remember. She went to the military service, so she became a marine. Yeah, yeah. she was a marine who was drummed out for um, being a lesbian. Yes. And then, then she became a, a socialite party girl, yes. uh, and her life was saved by Batman one night. And she she felt like that was that was her bat through the window. That was her. Yeah, I got to get my my collective shit together and do some good. 
And so she decides to become Batwoman and she gets her father to be her like Oracle, her man in the chair. Yeah. Now that's a lot of hats. That is a lot of hats. But maybe you're in a hat store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we've got to sell a, you know, a long on run, uh, ongoing series of uh, things. Does she have a bladed weapon? Does she? Sorry, she was she <laughs> created by Bet- Greg Rucka, so <laughs> which uh, we're going to talk about. Yeah, which yep. we will definitely talk about. Yep. But yeah, disappointing. Here's something else that is uh, personally, it's disappointing to me. Apparently, Matt Reeves, the director of the upcoming The Batman film, yes, is working with Terrence Winter to create a GCPD series. Mm-hmm. It will be a companion series to the Batman film. And it will be on HBO Max. Like, wow. It's just HBO Max and Warner Brothers sitting in a tree. Chaos oh, well, they, they made some sort of deal, yep. right? So my thing is, this, <laughs> this card is so far in front of the horse. Like, it's in another I, I time hear you. zone. I hear you. Um, you have no idea if the Batman is yeah. going to succeed or not. Right. Let's 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 see how well the movie does first to see if we want more of this world from you or not. Yeah. For also, starters. Oh, great show about cops. That's how I felt as too. Oh, good. You know, like, I don't really feel like right now with how um, a lot of the country feels about cops in general and, you know, we're calling for, for um, you know, a, a revamping or defunding or, or just get rid of cops altogether. And I know there's there's various opinions along those lines. They should be fictional characters, shouldn't they? Never mind. I'm on board. No, now you're on board? Yeah. Oh, okay. As long maybe, as they maybe aren't they're real, good cops. It only exists on TV and in movies. Sure. Uh, one more story about DC's uh, entertainment uh, empire before we move on. Uh, DC's Stargirl has been renewed for a second season. Okay. And it will be on the CW. So it'll leave DC Universe and go to um, CW. Oh, probably which... get a wider audience there. Why wasn't it there to begin with, I wonder? Who even owns. Who, who's really in charge of CW now? It's probably just Warner, know. right? Probably. Because it was supposed to be Paramount and Warner, right? It was a... A joint thing? It was UPN and uh, and WB. Mm. Um, yeah. But anyway. I, I don't know. So they're just, there's just a completely permeable membrane between yep. the online thing. And, and I mean, I guess it's fine, you know, if you've got all these outlets... Maybe antitrust should look into you, but also you can put things out in a lot of places. But yeah, people, see how they do. You're putting it on TV so people who don't have your thing, uh, your DC Universe subscription, can see it. But are you going to do? Are you using comic tactics? Are you saying like this story will conclude in issue twelve of it Martian Manhunter, like and then you got to go buy Martian, Martian Manhunter. Manhunter? Yeah, it kind of seems. If that people want to see the it? first season of Star Girl, now they got to sign up for DC Universe. Yeah, good point. See, I haven't. I've, I've I haven't, seen it a hundred times. I haven't. I haven't seen Star Girl. I wonder if it's worth watching or not. I like the character. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't see I didn't it either, right? and mostly because I don't want to get a DC Universe subscription. <laughs> so that's a problem. Uh, let's move over to the Marvel side of the aisle. Uh, it looks like Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will begin production in Australia by the end of July. Now, this story wow. came out uh, eleven days ago, so I don't know if that's even valid anymore. Because things have changed. The situation has changed on the ground already. Has but, it really? Yeah. Like, Australia like, actually is, well, there's, so they're handling it in, in a specific way. Is it Victoria is a city in Australia? They had, a, they so. had a, a, a spike, a sudden spike in cases oh, when, they? when they've had a very low amount of cases. Oh. Um, and so they've just locked down. They put the Simpsons, I won't say Stephen King, the Simpsons Dome. bubble over the town, yeah. basically. Okay, sure. Uh, and so they are dealing, you know, harshly with it to keep uh, this under control. But oh, I hadn't heard that. Okay. We'll see. 
All right. We'll see. Hoping for good things yeah. uh, from that. Yeah. Uh, it looks like, <laughs> I'm so, so excited about this. It looks like the goal with the Black Widow movie is for the movie to hand the torch from Scarlett Johansson to Florence Pugh going forward. You know, Zach Braff's girlfriend. Yeah, I know. She is. <laughs> don't don't bully her. Don't yeah, bully her. I know. It. I know. So, um, you got your work cut out for you. And she's playing Yelena Belova, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, because everybody loves Yelena Belova. Yeah, as we've talked about on the show previously, when we talked about some uh, Yelena Belova comics. Was it uh, Rucka in that series that just tried to bury her? She's like, oh, she was not. She, I think she's modeling fetish wear now or something I like that. I can't remember, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. No, um, no, maybe it was uh, Richard K. Morgan because it was the things that they say about her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of which. Yeah. In the future, we're going back. Yeah. We've got to continue our Black Widow read through. I would love but to. But forget do that. that for now. Um, and this is a part of a trend. This will be um, the, the plan, uh, supposedly, is to replace all of their heroes going forward in phase four. So we've already got Sam Wilson as Captain America. Yes. Um, in that show, hopefully we'll get a movie out of it. Yeah. Jane Foster is becoming Thor. Yeah. Uh, we are swapping um, Black Widows. Um, we're not going to replace all the Guardians. No. Do but you I, think- but th- finally we can get maybe Adam Warlock in there. Maybe we can introduce Moondragon. Do you think that we'll get Ironheart as Iron Man? Or like somebody else, maybe War Machine, to be Iron Man. No, neither of those are real appealing <laughs> prospects. But I mean, it would make sense if Rhodey. I don't know. Uh, took up the mantle or something yeah, like put that. Put on the helmet or, or whatever. Yeah. Um. Um. I don't know. Get teenage Tony Stark. <laughs> okay, how do you do that? Go back in time. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, Bendis. So original. Let's go back in time and get a young version of the hero to uh, show the old version how screwed up he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Real original plan. All right. Um. How do we? Uh. Oh. Female. Female Hawkeye. Who we haven't seen yet, but we might see in the the Hawkeye show, right? Yeah. 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 That's cast. I don't know that it is. We're bad at this. Um. (laughs) Um. I think it's just been announced. I don't know how far they are into production. Let's jettison Jeremy Renner, right? Let's just take care of that. Wow. Okay. Right. Why? Because of his. uh... Because he's a weirdo. Okay. All right. And he's got a. Big singing career he's got to commit all of his time to. Uh, So we'll let him do that. Uh, But anyway, they have their work cut out for them with this Black Widow movie because you've got to give a fitting send off to uh, Natasha and then you've got to make Yelena. Interesting. Good luck. Uh, (laughs) Sony has been working on a Silver Sable and Black Cat movie for a while. I think at one point it was going to be two different movies. Yes. They're back to making it one movie. Okay. And according to Gina Gina Price, excuse me, Gina Price Bythewood, they're still struggling with this and they don't think that they can do it without Spider-Man. Uh, now, I would think that Gina okay. Price would know what she's talking about. Uh-huh. Um, she was up for directing that movie at one point, and she directed the feature that we'll be discussing later, The Old Guard, uh, which we didn't even mention in the no, intro. No, we, we haven't mentioned so that. so into that yeah, personal know. story, okay. and we really screwed up. All right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, watch, yeah. out, watch out for that. Uh- <laughs> um, no, that that's not true. Uh, yeah. Look at The Old Guard. Yeah. What about it? We're getting into it too soon. Yeah. We don't have a lot of time. Uh, look at the little guard. Totally original property. Yeah. In some ways. And uh, 
Wow. Does she have long, dark hair? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Super original. Yeah, she wore a big coat. Yeah, I know. Oh, Greg Rucka. I know. Does he... Is his wife tall and has dark hair? I don't know. He's a badass. <laughs> Uses blade weapons and wears big coat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's man. just get him on, you know, we'll give him a flip book and go, look, there's all kinds of women in the world. <laughs> fat, fat girls, skinny girls. Yeah, right. Girls who have chicken pox. Yeah, right. Greg Rucka. <laughs> oh, Greg Rucka. Oh, my gosh. The same female character every time. <laughs> She's strong. Bam. Uh, Where were we? Um, the point was. Yes. The, the, can you make a silver you can, sable and black Because nobody knows what the old guard is. Nobody even knew it was a comic book. And you just go, female badass has a team. They, they, they kick ass. They run into weird stuff. Done. Silver sable. Yeah. Silver sable and the wild pack. You got silver sable. You get, it, it's six underground is basically the same thing. Only they don't. Do they have powers or something? I don't know. I don't know. It's a Michael Bay movie that I refuse to watch on Netflix. But Ryan Gosling's like, uh, no, no, not Gosling. That'd be awesome. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is like, he's their Nick Fury. And he's like, hey, you're a criminal and your your life Uh, has been overturned. So let's let's say that you're dead and then we can go out and kill terrorists or whatever. Okay. People watch that. Yeah. Silver Sable. That's all she is. Black Cat. Yeah. It's we've already made a ton of Catwoman movies. Yeah, it's she's, just she's Catwoman. Basically, Catwoman. Yeah, um, I'm not saying that's good. No, but it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that we don't know how to do this. I think you can tell a story without Spider-Man. You're you're maybe gonna have to mention him at some point. Oh but I yeah, think you, you mentioned could, him. Like he doesn't Plus, have to be there. I don't think Holland's probably on a infinite contract right like you can just get into cameo you could totally do that so we'll see what happens with that uh Halle Berry was up for a role in which she would play a transgender character Mm -hmm. who was facing uh no she was she she faced this is not the plot of the the movie oh okay Uh, I was gonna say she faced backlash online she did face backlash online Uh she is pulled out of uh the role okay probably for the best I guess um I don't know. I I I think we're 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 seeing stuff like this more and more. Um, you know, representation is important. Um, I mean, how do you, how do you feel like about an uh, a, like a cisgender actor portraying somebody who's transgender? I mean, I do think that if you can get a transgender actor in there, that's probably preferable. There is a Netflix documentary called Disclosure Trans Lives on Screen. I have heard about that and it's been recommended. Addresses I want to watch that. Specifically. And yeah. that would be my answer. Okay. I want to watch that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually just heard about that. Um, uh, I, I, I do, th- I'm doing this, this equity and diversity training um, through, through my work and they have, Lots of different um, sessions that you can do, um, and I just did a LGBTQIA plus session, and that came up um, during the discussion oh, right. of that. Okay, so, good. Good yeah. to know that it's not from like 1993 or something. Like no, that. no, and uh, it was recommended. So. Good news, good news, everyone. Yeah. The uh, Last Kingdom has been renewed for a fifth season on Netflix. I'm excited about this. The best. I know how you feel right now. Well, but... okay, I'm just a little weary but i still like the show and moving to netflix was the best thing that ever happened to it I right mean, sorry bbc America. more people can see it it's more accessible and uh, weirdly because we just figured like oh netflix will do two and then just 
just can it, right? But um, that's it not what happened. It might get, like, get a more every longevity once in a while, because of this. Yeah. Some big golden ticket comes down the line and Netflix actually backs it. And um, yeah, that's what we've got with this. Yeah. Um, no word on whether it's the final season, although they might want to think about wrapping it up because they're through like the ninth book, I think, at this point. So they're wow. going to run out of material yeah. at some point. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that Alexander Draymond is... <laughs> It's just little, little thirty-five-year-old guy, and his character's got to be fifty or something like that. All the time that we've gone through. At this I know, point. and we have, he is not. They just they made the decision at some point. We're not well, going to age, age the anybody, characters so, at all. So yeah. yeah, he looks exactly the same. But that's uh, good news, and we are looking forward to more of that. Mm-hmm. What else is happening in the world of nerdy entertainment? Yeah. I don't know if you know, but Thandie <laughs> uh, Newton. Did an interview recently. I, I read that. And well, at least I, I, I read an article about it. I don't know if I read the, the full interview, but yes. Yeah, it was an interview with Vulture, and yes. she took no prisoners in this interview. No. She is, um, she was just signed on to do something new, wasn't she? I mean, she's obviously a big um, force on uh, Westworld. Westworld, yes. And um, has, you she know, plays been Maeve on for Westworld. A while. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and she's at a point, I think, where she's like, F it, what are they going to do to me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So she is just, there are gallons of tea pouring out <laughs> about some of the encounters and things that she had in Hollywood. And she yes. was originally up for um, Charlie's Angels, I think the Lucy Liu role. And the, the the discussion with Mick G, you know, you know, Mick G, yeah, Lord Mick, know, G, Mick G, the director, yeah. was like, okay, this is opening scene. We're going to, you know, it's, the, the camera's going to focus on your ass. And that denim is so tight on your ass. And, you know, it looks like a, a roadway and the seams in your jeans is is the dotted line. And she's like, what? No, I'm not going to right. do that. Right. And then uh, and then she'd <laughs> although if she'd just taken that role, maybe we would have been spared Lucy Liu. Wow. Um, don't like Lucy Liu. No. Although she did an interview recently, too. I'm not sure if it was Vulture, but also talking about some of the things that she's run into that, you know, not she great. didn't deserve in Hollywood. But. Right. And then. um she was talking to like uh, Amy Pascal about yes. something, and Amy Pascal is just just the one of the worst people. I mean, I'm sure there's worse people, but we don't have all their emails. And, yeah, uh, I know. Just, so anyway, um, good. She was talking to somebody uh, about the the role of Charlie's Angels. I don't was Amy was that a Sony picture? I don't know if that yeah. was like Amy. It might have been Amy Pascal. Yeah. Somebody. I don't remember specifically, which is not great, but somebody was saying like, well, we're going to have to change this character if you take this role. And she was like, okay. She's got to be more wild, you know, She's more, like, how? more urban. And they, well, they were like, <laughs> well, you know, you know, not have a, a you know, go to a university, not have a, a, a like. To live a, in a van. Yeah, I know, right. And be a drug runner. But, and you, but, didn't, you didn't go to college. But the, yeah, like she was like insinuating, oh, didn't, it wouldn't be believable if you went to college. And, and Dandy Newton's like, I went to college. <laughs> right. I have a degree. And like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, she decided not to take the role. Well, so. um, speaking of uh, black-centered uh, entertainment, it looks like Fred Savage is teaming with Lee Daniels to reboot The Wonder Years, centering on a black family. Interesting. I don't know who Lee Daniels is. He Lee Daniels, the butler. Lee Daniels, the oh, he's uh, not okay. uh, Medea. He's the Tyler Perry that doesn't dress up like Medea. But uh, and doesn't do comedy films like the butler wasn't. Comedic, no, no, was no, it? no, no. It's more inspirational yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. dramas right. than um, uh, um, 
Cheating 2? Cheating Boogaloo? I don't know what time it is. I, I have no idea. Um, uh, okay. What I want to know, that's yeah. just not a bad idea. No. Um, it just sounds like a not funny, everybody hates Chris a little bit. <laughs> but, you know. Um, I mean, the Wonder Years maybe had some Well, why, I want to know, will it be? Yeah, but it, the Wonder Years was set in like the late 60s, early 70s, that's true. right? Yeah. Will, will this be at oh, the same time period? Huh, There's no way. There's no way. It'll be like, you know, early, mid 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that would change it quite a bit, wouldn't it? Um, depending on where they want to set it. Interesting. Huh. Okay. I mean, that has potential. I guess so. interesting. I guess it does. Uh. <laughs> Fred Savage really knows what he's doing. Well, I don't know. <laughs> when he is sexually harassing? Never, never, never confirmed. Oh, okay. uh, Let's talk about, about some that. movie news real fast. Okay. Jude Law is going to play Captain Hook in Disney's live action Peter Pan. Okay. We should say like... Um, Yay or oh, <laughs> you gotta you gotta oh you gotta approve these stories yeah um or like a ding ding or a or a ring ring call call the coroner I, I oh, okay. <laughs> look if you're not gonna help uh, they're all gonna be bad <laughs> I, I guess I'm 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 somewhere in the middle an audio wherever thumbs, that what's that an is? audio thumbs up uh, how about uh, a boing uh, <laughs> right and then a, and then a down is yeah that's the Bronx cheer I guess I'm a meh. Somewhere in the middle. No, there is no. There's only there's no boing and. Okay, I guess I'm gonna go because right. um oh, I the whole point I like is we're supposed to go fast. I, okay, I like Jude Law, but I don't really think I don't really see him as hook. I like Jude Law. I like him. Okay, yeah. Idris Elba says Lufa movie is moving forward. Wearing. <gasps> <laughs> uh, Ready Player Two sequel novel set for November publication date. Do you think Spielberg will even bother with this one? I don't know. How? It's not like he had Ready Players 1 through... I know, let's just keep going. Ready Players 1 through 5, and then Spielberg came knocking and was like, oh, I just want to make this into a movie. Like, this is literally... This is the lost world. Mm-hmm. Like, Crichton, you know, his, his book was turned into Jurassic Park, and then yes. they went, hey, we want to do another one. And he's like, well, I don't want to write another dinosaur book. And they're like, do you like money? <laughs> Do you I know. Money? I know. You right? giant. Yeah. Um, speaking ra- speaking of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Did you hear that the original cast is going to be in the new Jurassic World movie? Like the. I don't pay attention to those. Yeah, uh, and, it's, and it's, not I, just I, a cameo. I love, the, I love the fact that the Jurassic World is just a remake of Jurassic Park. Right. Uh, first of all, and then immediately they ran out of ideas, and so you know. Uh, Goldblum is in the last one, mm-hmm. and now they're going to have all the new cast. Is Dern going to do it? That's what I heard. You I can heard get Jalen Moore. I know that for sure. Yeah, Laura right. Dern, don't do what's, it. Um, what's the, the main guy? The, the boings and the dingdongs. Yeah. Sam Neill. Sam Neill is definitely going to do right. it. So. Well, I mean, he, yeah, I understand. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling is going to be in The Wolfman with Lee Winnell directing it. I don't know who Lee Winnell is. Blumhouse. Lee Winnell is this guy from Saw and... Uh, he wrote Saw. Okay, it could be boring, I guess. I don't know. Um, Bloodhouse movies suck. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> and, and plus, like, how do you do a strip down Wolfman? Well, he has to strip down or his clothes will tear. But <laughs> What do you mean by strip down? I mean, how do you do, like, okay, the last, The Invisible Man was kind of an Invisible Man um, starter film. Yeah. If we want to do a future thing. Sure, I see what But you're it was saying. really a story about Elizabeth Moss being, trying to escape an abuser. Yeah, right. Which is not a terrible idea. I actually kind of want to see that. No. (laughs) 
You let me know how it is. Okay. The Far Side is back after 25 years. I, I heard about that. Yeah. I don't know what the thing is with this. Like, Gary Larson, who, by the way, he's probably rolling in, like, syndication money, right? He doesn't need to. Yeah. I don't it's like, what? where's the Calvin Hobbes to. guy? He doesn't. He's got enough money for his cabin and his manifesto, and he doesn't need yeah. any more. Right, right, right. <sighs> There's like three new cartoons online. Yeah, it's barely. It's hardly a return. Well, and he, but one I'm of them sure is he'll continue doing it. A guy's, you know, in New York, he's he's waving. He's trying to flag down, you know, a driver. And there's a yellow taxi filled with stuffed animals, and he says, "Taxidermist." That's like, oh, okay. Uh... Far side's back, everybody. Far side's back. <laughs> All right. Nonverbals. The Sims is getting a reality show. <laughs> oh no. The Crown will get a sixth season, taking the show into the early 2000s. Boing. At least we get to deal with uh, Princess Di's death, huh? Yep. Have they cast her? The fourth season or the fifth season's not even out, right? Um, I think the you're the current. I, I know if I just remember correctly, the the fourth season uh, has aired, and um, they are. Uh, I I don't know if they filmed the fifth season or not. I think the fifth was going to be the last one. Oh, okay. But then the Lee Daniels of the Crown, I can't remember his name, um, was like, Ah, screw it. Let's do a sixth one. Come on. Okay. Um, I think they have cast Diana already because she's supposed to be in the fifth season. Right. But um, what I'm saying is, what a great time to end like, it. Yeah, I know. Let's just stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. Yeah, right. Because after Princess Di's death, it gets real dark for the monarchy. There's not a lot of good stuff to say. It does. After that. Yeah. And if this is a glowing, blowjobby sort of thing. It's not. It's not. We, we show that Margaret's a bitch. I, look, these people can have foibles, but you still root for it. Like Mad Men. Like, sure, Don is an abusive, alcoholic Lothario, but we still like him. But if we judged him, you know, objectively, this is terrible. It's a terrible person. He should have yeah, fallen off I that know. cliff at the at the resort at the end. Yeah. And, and the crown is just like, there's a, a people, there's, they don't trust each other or like, oh, what's going on with this? But at the end, either the queen or the queen consort delivers a speech and we go that's so, so true i mean so true. I, I guess i see your point like <laughs> overall it's it's a, a fairly positive bent but i think that they are willing to show the characters in an unfavorable light and i think that they have done but that. still root for them yeah i know <laughs> i still like it i really enjoy it so how's the lizard makeup what? They're lizard people. Hey, wow. check this out. We talk about video games sometimes. We and do. here's a video game news. Okay. There have been over 50 sexual conduct misalliga- or misconduct allegations uh, for the Super Smash Brothers community. Leading wow. to the cancel of a upcoming uh, big Smash Brothers tournament. Okay. When you say Super Smash Brothers community, what do you mean specifically? Not I mean the, the people, people who created the game? I mean the pro gamers. I mean the people who run the tournaments. Okay. It's... That's all over. If you horrific. go to a Super Smash Brothers tournament, you're going to get groped. That's horrible <laughs> and horrific. And if you big... put it into the Switch <sighs> to play with me like you like we do sometimes. Yes. You, you're ugh, cold chill. <laughs> cold chill to shiver down your spine. That's how far it goes. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's too bad. I, I think it's a fun game. So it's too bad that the community is kind of toxic. So yes, or not even kind of the community is toxic. So there was a uh, documentary 
or documentary recently about uh, the making of Half-Life Alex, the um, VR uh, sequel from Valve that's sort of a sidequel oh. or prequel to Half-Life 2. Yeah. And in it, we get a list of Valve games that were canceled. Hmm. Okay. A lot games of... like Half-Life 3. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no word on Portal 3. Yeah. Uh, there was going to be a new Left 4 Dead game that would have been Left 4 Dead. Three. Three, yes. <laughs> and they were going to make a Dark Souls-like RPG game. Okay. These games were all canceled. Why were they canceled? Because Valve can't do threes? You got it. Okay. You've learned well. I have. Uh, I have a The good Hong teacher. Kong PlayStation Store uh, accidentally, supposedly, leaked a listing for Far Cry 6. And it has been, uh, as of press time, I don't think officially confirmed, but it's basically an open secret that there will be a far cry 6 now <laughs> why did they accidentally leak it it happens somebody hits um the wrong uh, button when they're uh saving okay. a post and they post it instead okay and it goes right. up on the store all right so well, yeah there you go far cry is just like never going away ubisoft will never oh speaking of ubisoft many many uh recent uh uh allegations of sexual misconduct at ubisoft as well to the point oh, where they had to create a, a hashtag to try to get people's minds off it, you know, because they're they're listening and they're thinking. And so the Ubisoft forward, I believe, is the hashtag where it's like, OK, stop talking about it. We're going to change our corporate culture. And it's like, well, it'll be changed when you change it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't maybe right. don't silent people. I don't Breath think that's the shall way. shall remain unheld. Yeah, that's uh, not necessarily the best way to go about that. And just a little lead in for what we're just about to talk about. Mm hmm. Somebody interviewed Charlize Theron recently, and she okay. revealed that she was heartbroken that she wasn't able to play Furiosa in the prequel yeah, to Fury Road. I heard about that. Now, uh, I'd like to talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. This is a woman who has already been in multiple roles where they have completely changed her face Yeah. to play something. That's she true. Played, she played a serial killer, Eileen Warnos, and yeah. was unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. She was recently in... HBO's Bombshell, mm -hmm. where they just, they made her, she was Megyn Kelly. Yeah, right. Um, but we can't do that for for this. I, I, she's going to be a eight-year-old, maybe? Or a teenager? And I think she's going to be either a teen or young 20s, but mm -hmm. so I don't know why they can't Charlize do that. Let's look at Charlize Theron. She's gorgeous. Huh. No, looks Very like she's young. in her 20s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I don't see what the problem is. You know what it is? Yeah. George Miller is, you know, he they spend a lot of money on Fury Road, but less than you'd think. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he can afford her. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you think that's what it is? Well, I think that he would love to work with her again, and I don't know why he doesn't. I think they just want to go in a different direction. You know what I mean? But I think maybe they don't want to do why like makeup or like nothing, CG to like make her look younger. You know how much CG there is in Fury Road? A lot. So much. You know. People talk about the practical stunts and yes, they they, that ramped, was some, there too. they ramped some cars off some uh, off some jumps. But yeah. Yeah. Like don't, they're not really blowing something up while he's swinging on a pole or whatever. Like right. that's all comped together. Um, yeah, it's too bad. So you could you could do this. I don't In know fact, why they won't just do, this. do it because she, just do it. Petition. Was, let's start it. Let's let's start it yeah. because I freaking love her as Furiosa. Um, she made that role. I think it's hers. Uh, it, it is hers. She made it her own. Yeah, she did, and she put her own spin on it. And nobody talks about Tom Hardy, who did a, a pretty good job as Mad Max. <laughs> he did. <laughs> no, look, no, no. This I is, like that. This movie is a lot. years after this came out. I know the the whole thing from the MRAs. And everybody online was, 
well, it's supposed to be about Mad Max. Uh. And it's like, have you ever seen a Mad Max movie? He meets Tina Turner. Yeah, I The know, guy right? that flies the Aerolite. Yep. It's it's about a whole cast. It's always about an ensemble cast. Yeah, I agree. But for Tom Hardy, who is debuting in this role <laughs> that his basic character's name's on. Yeah. It, it, it should just be called Furiosa. Yeah, you know? right. It should have right. been like, this is a new spinoff film that Mad Max is in. To get you started, and then we'll have another film after this, which yeah. they kind of did, but it's going to be a prequel instead because everybody loves prequels. I can't wait for the Yelena Belova prequel. Oh, stop! I don't, I don't want that. I don't want it. The best part of replacing all your Marvel heroes is you can bring them back in five or six years. Yeah. So they've invented time travel. They just use it, and then. We just get a new a new version of the 360 degree shot where Chris <laughs> Evans, you know, but they're all in like weird alternate universe because they grabbed sure. Nazi Captain America. Well, don't get whoa, that one. But, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hippie, oh, hippie Captain America. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Hippie Captain America. Oh my gosh! Right? I don't even know. Tune in. Turn on. Fight hard. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Man. Man. They get. They get. Uh, they get Peter Fonda. Wasn't he Captain America? Was in, he? Uh, Easy Rider? Oh my or was that God. Dennis Hopper? I don't know. Um, wow. Put it on your list. <laughs> There's no time for us. For ages of man, they have walked the earth, putting right what went wrong and uh, feeling really bad about it. Yeah, right. It's the old guard, uh-huh. a recently hot, hot, piping hot out of the oven film released on Netflix mm-hmm. based on a 2017 comic miniseries by Greg Rucka. Mm-hmm. There was also a couple like spinoffs or like one shot extra uh, old guard stories. We didn't read those. I saw I saw that they... There is a, another collection of one through five. Maybe yeah. there are separate stories. We just yeah. read the the original one. Yes. Um, so we'll talk about the comic after we talk about the film. Okay. Talk about the film first. Talk about the film first. And once we're done and we start talking about the comic, you'll know why we did that. <laughs> That's a little tease. Okay. What happens in the old guard? Um. Which, we can top that. I mean, I know it's like, R- Rucka named the comic that, and Rucka right. also adapted his own comics the, the, f- uh, for the screenplay yeah um but i mean like they don't guard what are they guarding they don't really guard anything it's just like oh, well dude, that's it's just true. a saying you know what I mean? yeah i mean i can't top it right now but. no <laughs> i can't really either but um uh basically um charlie's theron is the leader of a group of immortal more or less soldiers um there are three men who um are also in this group and they do uh, certain jobs, um, and kind of your house. Well, they they like like do like kind of like rescue missions, and um, they're commandos. They're 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 commandos. They're warriors. They fight. They, yeah, they fight, and they and they try to do what they think is right. Um, and they try to be on the the right side of history. Sometimes maybe they miss the mark a little bit, but. That's kind of like what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they were in Stalingrad and they're like, uh, I think we're on the wrong side of this. Yeah, thing. right. Um, and um, 
so at the beginning of this film, uh, they get uh, contracted to uh, do a job with this uh, character, uh, Copley. Played uh, by for Yes. And um, uh, Charlize Theron's character is named Andy, and then the other guys are Booker. Booker, Joe, Joe and, and Nikki, Nikki, who's sometimes Niccolo. Um, and uh, Copley is ex-CIA, uh, um, and they explain his British accent by saying he was born in America, but then lived in britain for a while anyways well he's talking to a lady who was born in south africa but yeah i know <laughs> yeah um uh, so he tells them that there um were these girls in that were kidnapped from a school in africa and they're they're really young and um their teachers were killed and they need them to go in for this co-op mission to rescue the girls so they they go to i think it's sudan um and uh to do this rescue mission they get there um and something seems off and they get killed but as we learned you know very early on they can't really die or they have to be really old to die it's not ever necessarily fully explained but they they reach a certain point and then they just don't come back but but they all do come back and then they they kill all the guys who attacked them. They realize that this was a setup and they have been filmed this entire time. They're like crap. They're like we have to get Copley. Um and meanwhile Cuz they, they don't want to be known generally no, in the world. They they don't. They don't want any um trace of themselves anywhere, which and, I totally and get. We get a little um couple flashes about why that would be important uh in the movie later. Mm -hmm. But mostly it's because, especially in these modern times, they feel like, well, we'll get stuck in a in a lab somewhere with people poking at us. Right. And that's exactly what's what going to happen in this film. <laughs> yeah. But they, they dream of somebody else who is just like them. And they're like, why now? It's been 200 years. And and so they, um, Andy goes to uh, get the basically new recruit whose name is Niall. She's a Marine uh, in Af Afghanistan. It uh, takes a while to get her to adjust the idea. Uh, she, she is she killed really trying like to apprehend uh, a terrorist. Yes. Um or an insurgent and um she her throat is cut but she uh the next day you know she wakes up in the med hospital and she's fine yeah and, and there's not and even a scar knows, nobody knows what's going on no um so andy tries to explain to her what's going on and everything um and later um uh booker andy and is it no it's not andy booker nikki and joe get attacked uh, they and uh, Joe and Nikki are and this Copley and they're they're Joe and Nikki are kidnapped basically, and uh, Copley is working for this uh, guy who is a CEO for a pharma company whose name is Merrick mm -hmm. and Merrick is a bad dude and um, um Merrick is um the uh, cross-eyed kid from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. You finish your synopsis and I'll I'll have what uh, Harry what Potter character he, was? he is. Okay. Uh, so he, um, so they get taken to the lab where they're going to be tested on and prodded and all this horrible stuff. Uh, and, uh, so then, uh, Andy and, um, and Niall and, uh, You have to tell the entire plot. I, I know. At some point uh, you should trail out. Oh, okay. Um. Dudley. D D Dudley? Oh, he was Dudley. He's, he's, he's Harry Potter's cousin. Yes. His horrible cousin. Okay. Um, all right. So 
Uh, stuff happens. Um, the Andy uh, Booker betrays them. They they get really pissed about it. And and we're setting up for the third act. Uh, People are gonna want to watch this. This yeah, came okay. out a day ago. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, stuff happens. Wow. Sorry. It's directed by Gina Price Blythewood, who we talked about before. Um, she has never done an action movie, and she specifically. Uh, pursued this to to get a chance to do an action movie. Okay, sure. Um, she hasn't recorded, uh, recorded um, shot a ton of films, but some uh, standout ones. Um, the 2000 film Love and Basketball, if you know that one. It's a Heard rom- of it. romantic uh, drama that I think is a little bit funny. Uh, the Secret Life of Bees, which was yeah. uh, really big a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, she wanted to do a, a, like a summer blockbuster type film. Yeah. And um, she has succeeded. I think so, too. Um, this is very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, except for some parts where it's slow because everybody's just talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah. For for a movie that clearly draws inspiration, I, I describe this as Highlander meets John Wick. I think that's a good description. Because it's, let's face it, immortal warriors who, you know, don't want to die but are also tired of life. Here we are. Yeah. yeah. We've seen this. Yeah, we have. You're Uh, absolutely right. And then the sort of uh, fast-paced, everybody gets shot in the forehead, uh, but also combine that with, ooh, I can protect you because I'll throw myself in front of the bullets because it doesn't matter. I got shot, and then I'll just shoot you. And so, you know, using your... A uh, little Wolverine in there too. You, mm-hmm. know, you can fight recklessly because it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but that combines to make three really great action scenes, and then um, a lot of a lot of talking. <laughs> 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 it's not bad talking. No. But you know, kind of wanted a little more out of my you know just over two hour uh, yeah movie. Uh, uh, and a lot of the dialogue is taken. We'll get to it. Taken directly. <sighs> While well, you're the ruining comic. our view of the comic. <laughs> oh, sorry. This is. An exact adaptation of the comic mm-hmm. with a little extra put in to make it uh, two two hours and five minutes. And like I said, I haven't read the other um, Old Guard spinoffs. Right. So it might be material from those. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, in the course of the film, we're introduced to a character named uh, Quinn. Yes. And Quinn does not appear in the comic. No. Although there is a character kind of similar to Quinn who finds herself in a similar situation. I think her name is Noriko in the comic. Yeah, she's Japanese in the comic. She's uh, Vietnamese in the show, or just, I guess, Vietnam didn't exist back then, but, you know. Yeah, from that Southeast area. Asian. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, Rhett Rucka is just, and it's his right, you know, and he got it right the first time, but mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of copy and paste here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in places, and in some places, um, there, well, there, there are places that uh, in the movie that you go. That sounds like that would make a good comic scene. <laughs> like there's the scene where they kidnap Nico and Joe, yeah, and they and the guards, the you know, the thugs have them in their van or were chained up or yes. whatever. And um, and uh, Joe's like, uh, oh, are you okay? And they're like, oh, was your boyfriend? And he's like, let me tell you something. This guy isn't my boyfriend. Like he's my sun, moon, and stars, and you could never understand and all this. And that's just directly, it's just yeah. taken right out of the... I know. And in the comic, it's one thing because we've got like a two or three page spread of Andy just, you know, just atomic blonding some guys like in this tenement, tenement building. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of stands out as like a, 
here's a moment of silence before we go on. But in the film, the conflict is basically over and they're driving away from the church where we also yeah. had a John Wick type uh, right. action scene. And it just stops for him to do this thing, which is sweet and touching. And it's it funny because it's funny because they just they like kiss, you know, at the end of his monologue. Yeah. And all the soldiers are like, oh, no, make him stop that. No. <laughs> but I feel like that undercuts the joke of them arriving at the hangar where they're going to be offloaded to go on this plane. And the bad soldiers open the door and all the guys inside are like dead or unconscious because yeah. what are you going to do to two guys who've been fighting for 2000 years? Like handcuffing them? That's not going to do anything. No, right. That that was kind of the joke, but we put a little extra joke in there. So I don't I, I feel like saying. I appreciate that he kept um, the story and the, um, the, the general structure of the comic, mm. but it doesn't cause it's good, but it doesn't, fit or flow I think as well as it could as a film mm. there are a okay. lot of spots where and maybe it's a money thing maybe we have to tell and yeah. not show where characters talk about the bad things that have happened to them in their lives or whatever and everybody gets a cry scene I think I said when we were watching it yeah and we I have think to that stop. every really every true. major character has to have a chance where they go you don't know you don't know what it's like to, to have to live forever and there's a couple scenes where we see them in the past and they look like you know Co- those are uh, costume tests for for the last kingdom oh, like they're really wow. very cheap yeah you know they should have had like one big battle where they saved a lot of money and they and they could do something because in the comic there's five issues and there's five of these immortal characters right mm-hmm. and we basically in every one of those issues we get to see one person's story mm-hmm. and okay now we've already spoiled it but let's talk spoilers from here on out right now sorry that's okay <laughs> Booker is the one that betrays them. Yes. Although both in the com- in the movie, it doesn't have much impact. Mm. In the comic, it has even littler impact because they save it for the last issue because you you kind of have to. Yeah, right. Or, or the end of the fourth and, and then the fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the fifth, we finally get to see Booker's, um, what happened to him and his story. Yeah. And you realize like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't trust a guy like this. But we're like... Halfway through, we're like an hour in when Booker tells us his whole story. And at that point, the audience should be like, can we trust this guy? Right. But like, I didn't necessarily feel that. Why wasn't he kidnapped? Yeah, right. And then he tells the story and he's like, this, this goddamn immortal life of ours. And it's like, oh, is she, is she trustworthy? Yeah, yeah. So it kind of gives it away. Uh, I see your, your point. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I wish that, like I said, I wish that they'd had, you could have done this lavish, sweeping um, thing every time you show um, you know we get a flashback from Andy when she's um, in Australia mm-hmm. and she's a highway woman basically mm-hmm. and then she meets like this guy who was a, a former slave who was freed and he wants to uh, they have a relationship mm-hmm. and he's mortal but she this is he's he's her um, blossom you know he's her not uh, me and Bial- Bialik but uh <laughs> I blossom, you know, from uh, Highlander. Yeah, this is his he- yes. her Heather. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's really touching, and I would have loved to have seen that on screen. Yeah, instead, we didn't get to see that because because I, I think because we were setting up a sequel, we replace it with the story of Quinn and uh, and Andy. Do you which did is, you get the the idea that they were in a relationship? Because that kind of yeah, seemed like they I were hinting so. at that. Yeah, and we'll, yeah. and we'll get to that. Um, which I thought was harrowing you know and and was a interesting addition but i would have traded that for seeing more of any one of the five's backstories yeah something also just just going about that a little bit um 
we don't really see a lot. I mean, Joe has that great scene, although maybe it, like you said, maybe it doesn't necessarily fit with the flow of the film that that's that that scene in when they're being uh, kidnapped. I think it's, I really liked it though. Um, but, but, but Nikki, um, he doesn't really have a speech and either, <laughs> well. and either the, the comic or, um, or the film. And maybe there just isn't enough time to do that for everybody. And and I really, I guess one thing that I, I'd like to say too is that I don't think that they really um, gave Niall as much to do as they should have. I think that she gets to do a lot of fighting and a lot of action, but she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Yeah, well, they, Rucka's, man, there's just, I think it's good that there's a lot to pick at i think it means mm. that there's a lot of material i think in so both too the comic in the movie but yeah. i'm gonna keep picking though um the comic isn't it really embraces um and i think this is a rucka thing um the, the sort of nihilism of their situation yes like andy doesn't really have an arc she no. hates her life but she is a hero and so she does what she does and that's never really challenged and in this, they added the element, which, again, it's Greg Rucka, his, his characters, his story. But they added the element of how, the way that Kiki, oh, Kiki is the, the actress um, that plays um, Niall, Kiki Lane. Okay. Um, they, they add the element where having to onboard her um, makes them once again all sort of confront, confront their yes. feelings about um, of their eternal lives. Yeah. And so she really wants to hold on to her family and they keep telling her it's just not worth it. But it sort of humanizes Andy, I think, a lot, having to sort of deal with this mm-hmm. and um, and connect with this person. And then also there's the element that, again, maybe this is in future issues of the comic book. I don't know. But Andy loses her immortality. Yeah. And so now she is like still a amazing warrior who's fought for 7,000 years or whatever. But right. she can be wounded. wounded and killed. And yeah. so there's suddenly there's so much more at stake, you know, for her. Yeah. And so we've got the whole thing of this whole movie, she's kind of wanted to die and now she, you know, wants to live. Yeah. And I think that that added a really interesting element to to the film that wasn't in the comic. And like you said, maybe it's in future issues. Um, I've always thought that the most terrifying thing in the world for an immortal would be death. Right. Because you've lived so long. You, right, mean, but 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 the thing that people always do, like with you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, or whatever, is I picked one thing. I don't know other other immortal, uh, the Hunger, mostly vampire movies. It's yeah, always yeah. like die, die. I can't, you know. Yeah, it, right. And they just want their existence to end. And I I think that's a really shallow look at it. You know, I think that the more experiences you have, the more things that you do, and also. If you just, I don't know, if like God or Galactus or something came down and said, you will exist until the heat death of the universe. Nothing can change that. Mm -hmm. Like the Eternals, Mm -hmm. like Marvel's Eternals, Mm -hmm. like they will just live forever. Now they could be, I think at one point the deviants want to throw, um, this Greg Rucker might have got it from this, but they want to throw Makari, no Icarus, into the sea in in a sarcophagus that he can't get out of. And so he'll oh, just be right. living and dying for until the end of time, like under the ocean. Like they you do can, to, to what's her name, Quinn. Yeah, you, know, yeah. You can do that. You can do that. You know, or, or you, if you're an immortal, you can get into situations like that. But mostly, you would just 
you would always wonder, especially now that they know that you, you just die. At some point, you just die. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like, I think that it, death would be even more terrifying for a regular person, just mm-hmm. knowing that you've accumulated so much knowledge. And and I also like something that the there's a warmth that the movie adds to this in that Shubhatela Geofor comes back at the end and goes, yeah. I've been tracking you guys for years and you feel, you know, dogged to have this life and you're all tired and sick of it, you know, and you do good things, but you have to be secret about it. But I, I know what you've done. Like you save this person and their grandson developed a vaccine for this disease and you yeah. saved this person and he went on to do stuff. So at the end, like they know, okay, that's a little... It's a little boost for us. Like yes. we know that we were doing We've good thing good. after so long. Yeah. yeah, right. And they had no way of knowing that before. But anyway, I just think that like, yeah, immortals would find death um, very terrifying. I, I actually, I, I do think that they, they humanize, humanize uh, the, the character of Copeland more in the film than he, in, in the in the comic, yeah. he's, he's just He's just kind of in it and then he's kind of, yeah, and then he's gone. And, and in it for himself. In this, they, 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 they wrote that he had a wife who was very sick i think she had als yeah uh and and supposedly that is his motivation for getting them to merrick because he thought which is still selfless because it's not going to help his wife but he wants them to help other people yeah like he thought they could help end suffering help end disease and in in the comic he just he just ducks out he dips for the climax because he's like well you're not going to win i like when merrick calls him and he's like they're on their way. You got to get over here. It's like, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be alive when I get there. So yeah, bye. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I also like how, how when they have the scene at the end where they go to them and he says, this is all the good that you've done, where Andy is like, you are going to help us. If we leave a footprint in the sand, you're going to erase it. Like you're going to erase any trace of us that you yeah, find. It's very, and then you're going to help us get jobs so we can continue to It's a very work. setup for a series <laughs> type. type. It ending. is. Yeah. But... I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was a good choice. I thought it was well done. Um, I do like even. I do like the Quinn stuff too, even though we don't. Yeah, it's but not in the comic. Remember how great that uh, season of uh, Agents of Shield was, where they had the um, uh, Daisy's mom is a is an immortal, is an, an eternal, essentially, or uh, inhuman, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And but she's been driven crazy by yeah. all the torture and stuff. So now they're gonna. That just, I got shades of that, and I was like. Uh, Oh, yeah. I don't know if this is I don't know. drama or not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see, I guess. So let's talk about Greg Rucka heroines. <laughs> okay. They're badasses. Yeah, they are. They often have long, dark hair. They, they do. An edged weapon. Yep. You bet. You bet. You think he's an edged weapon uh, nerd? You think he likes... Oh, boy, I would not be surprised. A lot of surprised. swords in that house. I would not be surprised in the least. The axe that she uses is called a, a labris. And it has a lot of significance. Oh, please tell. A lot. Yeah. It We don't really know because it's so old exactly oh. where it came from or, or, or what it means. Really? But it is associated generally with the Minoan civilization Okay. on Crete, which was nominally Greek, but had its own kind of thing going on because they're on a big island in the middle of nowhere. Huh. And so uh, we've seen in archaeological digs that it is a symbol you know, on in tombs or inscriptions or whatever, and huh. it sort of represents uh, Crete. It's also come to re- oh, and it's also associated with female deities, never with male deities. Interesting. And in the 1970s, it was co-opted by the lesbian 
movement or whatever you want to call it uh, as a symbol of, you know, female strength and that sort of thing. Now, I'm sure Rucka knew that when he huh. wrote the comic The Old Guard, but it takes on a whole new uh, significance, I think, when it's in a movie directed by a female director uh, that f- features prominently uh, two gay characters and a movie that's, um, I-, I think, pr- LGBTQ friendly. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, um, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. And they made sure to include it, yes. even though she doesn't use it all that much in the comic. And she doesn't really even use it all that much in the movie. But, you know, there's like the, the original, the cover of the first issue has her sort of wielding it. And so yes. uh, it just kind of, you know, let's stick it in there. I think it's iconic. I think it, it's, uh, yeah, iconography. It's, it, it is really cool looking. Um, and I think it's really cool that it has this this history um, where it's so old, we're not even 100% sure where it comes from. I think that that, they, obviously he wanted something that like that that was like so old and everything and then I, I think that it's interesting that it was later co-opted by the, the lesbian community um as, as you know as a symbol mm-hmm. i think that's all fascinating and um i i don't know i think that's really cool um i'm glad they kept it for the film yeah um they so 2017 is pretty 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 eh. pretty recent it is um a new president and, well, no, not a new president, although when were you writing it originally? Uh, a pandemic or two, <laughs> like 2017 is fairly similar to 2020 still. Yeah. So he writes this character that's like, well, I don't care, I'm a disillusioned chick and I'm going to drink and I'm going to screw this and screw that. Yeah. And it's like, eh, it's, uh, it's a little stock. It is. I think And that they toned the, that down for the film. They, they totally did. Yeah. Totally she's did. she's way I, I would I could imagine her you know taking on a break taking time to you know to live it up mm-hmm. but um but she's too career focused at this point it's almost like the jobs are all that she's got thinking left about. You yeah. Know? yeah and um and she's got you know she's got their rules they only do jobs like a couple times or for a couple years and then they have to move on right because um, people be, will get suspicious yeah yeah um and that's just sort of her thing I um. Side tangent, <laughs> I used to play a role-playing game called Mage the Ascension. Okay. It's a white wolf game, okay. makers of vampire, werewolf, and that sort of thing. Okay. And it's a storytelling game. All right. So there are dice, but it's more important to create a collaborative story between you and the game master. Sure. And I created a character. Um, in Mage, um, the, the sort of concept is that um, magic is real Mm -hmm. but it isn't like fairies or whatever that's another game changeling um (laughs) it's more that like human will shapes the universe sure and so um vampires and werewolves you know are real oh they're real because there's you know other rpgs with them in them yeah right 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 mythical things are real gods are real all these things were real and the bad guys of the universe are technocrats you know they are well, in a, in a way, scientists and people that want to mm. uh, fill out all the maps and people who want to, um, you know, use electron microscopes to study everything. And mm. when we disseminate, quote unquote, knowledge, the world sort of collapses 
uh, like Schrodinger's cat, you know, into what we all believe it to be, the consensus, if you will. Yeah. So in earlier times when people were, you know, unsure about things and believed in legends, magicians could do all sorts of things and they could warp reality to their will. Now, in our 20th and now 21st century, it becomes nearly impossible to do that. Only a select few can do that because of the strength of, you know, their their willpower okay. to try to change the world from what billions of people believe it is. Uh -huh. And it's so bad that if you do magic and, and you're witnessed doing it, especially if a lot of people see you do it, it creates paradox. There's a psychic backlash from huh. from the world that causes problems for you. Okay. And so in so normally your character's like, oh, I'm a, you know, you, there, there could be techno magicians too. You can like magic computers or whatever. But I'm a certain type of mage. I'm probably young because it's a, you know, a level one character or whatever. Sure. And we're going to get messed up in some of this stuff. But I had this idea and I went to my game master and I said, I got an idea. I want to play a character that's 16,000 years old. <laughs> She's a witch from the Neolithic period. Okay. The time right before we started, mankind started to form cities and communities because of agriculture. And she was part of like a coven of witches that, you know, worshipped a, a, a female deity, you know, a, okay. a, a, a maternal goddess type thing. Sure. And they had, you know, they, there's a, one of the aspects of the thing is there's different spheres of magic that you can study and there's a life sphere. And so they had mastered this life sphere to the point where they could do anything. They could create monsters or they could alter themselves or they could extend their life, you know, indefinitely. Mm -hmm. And so at least 16,000 years back, she was alive and she knew this ritual for extending her life. Okay. But at some point she left the coven of witches and like, you know, moved to a city or something like that and continued to exist for thousands of years. And over the years, okay. like like uh, Andromache talks about in yeah. the movie and in the comic, yeah, the human mind can only contain so much. So she forgot all these things, and she ah, forgot where she came from. Sure, but she knew one thing that you would know because you'd be terrified of death. She remembered how to do the ritual that extends her life. Okay, and so now we pick it up in the year two thousand or whatever in mm -hmm. America, and she is a housewife. You know, she has a husband and two kids. And she doesn't really have, she's got a level one character's knowledge of magic, you know, but she can do this ritual okay. that she doesn't have to do because she's like 32 right now. But someday right. she'll have to do this again to extend her life. And the game master's like, not too powerful. <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> what do we want to do? Do we want to tell a story here? Yeah. Or do we want to make sure that all of our character sheets come ripped right out of the back of the book? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually I wore him down. <laughs> and he agreed tentatively to do it. Okay. We ran our first campaign or whatever. It was fun. It worked out really well. Okay. And part of the campaign was all of our lives were destroyed. Like mm. the technocracy found us, were attacking us. So in the process, like my husband is killed. Um, my children were kidnapped, but I was able to like rescue them. But then I had to just drop them off at a fire station, basically. Oh, my god! And we just went off and now we're going to be roving magicians right uh -huh. the second mission the second campaign we created we had to go to europe to a castle that was like 800 years old and in my past life i had been the lady of the castle i'd been married to the uh, lord of the castle and i'm like nice okay asshole you're starting to see the the potential here huh <laughs> he immediately began digging into my awesome backstory to create content for the game 
there you go. That's how you do it. That's so how you help create GMs, a collaborative story. Work with your work with your players. Yes, absolutely. It's always more fun if 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 the story is collective. If you say yes and instead of saying no. Right. Yes. Then there was a time I played uh, Gamma World and I was a, a swarm of uh, of intelligent fireflies. Yes. <laughs> Gamma World is fun, man. Yeah, you we should play Metamorphosis. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, what's that like? It's like Gamma World in space, basically. Okay, cool. But um, yeah, so that uh, you know, Greg Rucka doesn't wasn't playing with us, um, but I'm both frustrated because <laughs> I'll never be able to do that now as a story. But it, uh, I'm uh, heartened by the fact that that was a good idea, mm-hmm. and then it's also I think it's a universal idea. Like we love the idea of immortal characters, Dracula. Um, right. The Wandering Jew. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like just characters who uh, have to, can't escape, can't live the normal life of humanity. Right. Hopefully by the time that your time comes, you'll be old. You know, you will have had a whole full life and you'll be ready to let go. These characters will never have that. And when they try, like Booker, they're yes. frustrated. Because right. they watch their family die. Right. So, yeah. It's a lot of, lot of potential. Yeah. I, I think so too. Um, I like that it's a um, fairly diverse group of um, characters too. Again, um, by design. Yep. You just they cast right off the page, basically. Uh, they made uh, Copeland uh, black, which I think was a good choice. Um, I do think that they. I don't know how, how do you feel about this. I do think that they changed the character of Merrick a little bit for the film. I think in the I mean, in, in the comic book, he he's a young. I don't think he has cocky, a character at all. Oh, oh, all right. He's just like a a, a pharma bro. Yeah, he's like a pharma bro. That might have bro. been the touchstone. Um, and in this, they made him a little more stock. A little uh, more like techie. Yeah, like. he's a Zuckerberg type. Yeah. Which is just what you do when you go. We need a bad executive. Right. Um, but we get a little a little more. I thought we got a little more sense of his, um, his motivations. Um, we get that the guy in the comic wants money, but there's just a little more because there's a lot of talking in this. Uh, we yeah. get a little more talking from him, and he's, you know, he wants money, but also he sees the value in, um, you know, testing these guys yeah. and like locking down the patents and stuff like that. And then also we get, you know, I think it's cool when the boss sucks. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. The boss is always. Uh, uh, humongous maximus or whatever like you get to the last guy and it's like he's 10 feet tall and he's got machine guns for hands or whatever mm-hmm. but no you, the guy with money hires a bunch of people yeah. to do that for him right 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 and so you get this uh yeah this this little guy who thinks he's got this axe <laughs> it's like no that's not gonna it's not no, gonna work no and i i like how niall dealt with it too like i like how she just like i'm going out the window with this guy you know what i mean right but wasn't I saying when we were watching the film and yeah. we're at the top of a skyscraper for the finale Yeah. and they Joe does this awesome move where I guess he I don't know how you get above the penthouse but he jumped off the building like diehard style holding a thing and then he like crashed through the window Joe to, did. to yes. flank the guys and yeah, like that shot was cool. all the guys that was in the so, comic too yeah right uh, and so now we've got an open door or open window yeah, right. And apparently nobody's watching Merrick because we start to right. see his elevator go down, which is a dumb misdirect. If you're, I get that he's arrogant and he wants to yell at Charlize, but 
why not just get in the elevator? Right, right, you right. might have gotten away. Yeah. But apparently he sent the elevator down and he stayed <laughs> up there. Yeah. So, but they thought he was going down. So all the boys like run out and run down the stairs apparently to catch him downstairs. Or the and elevator, I was thinking, yeah. you guys are immortal. Just take the express elevator and jump out the window. Yeah, right. And I was once again encouraged to see yeah. in the comic. That's exactly That's what, what they, they do. do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. There, it's yep. a different situation. They're they're uh, they've tracked down Copley and they're uh, dealing with him, but there's more people coming, and so they're like, "All right, let's go. We're gonna jump out the window." Yep. And Niles like, "We we can't. This is 32 stories." And she's like, "I've fallen from higher." So they do it, and they're all messed up, and they're healing, and you know they're all in incredible agony, and she, and Andy's like, uh, "I lied." Uh, you yeah, think we I had know. skyscrapers. Skyscrapers are like a hundred years old. Yeah, know, I've never right? fallen that high before. I know. I'm I told you like, it would work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I do think that like we get a lit, just a teensy bit more character from Niall in parts of the the yeah, comic. Not much though. I think you know what cuts uh, undercuts it. Hmm. The actress looks so young. Yeah, she does. She's twenty seven in the comic. The actress yes. is twenty eight, and uh, I and I liked you know. There's something to say for like she's. 19 no 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 19 like she's just you know just fresh in the service um and she's so she's so young and they're so old right but in the comic she's got a little more depth because yes she's 27 and that's you know there's 27 year old marines but sure. it's also you know kind of old and we get the idea that she's kind of a jane of all trades because yes and i liked that maybe she went into the military because nothing else worked like she right. worked in an office she knows computers she knows all this art she knows all this different stuff but then at some point maybe just ran out of money and she's like well gi bill i want to go to college yeah. i want to learn art history right so she finds herself a uh, in the, in the Marines in Afghanistan. Yeah. I, I liked that she had, like, computer and security knowledge, something that, that they could actually, you know, come in handy for them. Well, they fired Booker, so. Well, I know. Do you think in the comic we're going to have a similar situation where he ends up being the henchman for the for the big bad in the form of uh, a, a queen-type character? Um, I, I guess I would not be surprised if that were the case. I could definitely see it going that they're, way. I like that their punishment is, like, uh... All right, you're 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 fired for a hundred years. We'll see you later. Which, of course, for them is not much, but for the world, it's a long time. Yeah, what's two thousand nineteen twenty? Think how much the world has changed since nineteen twenty. So much. And if Booker doesn't really know what to do with himself, when we see, you know, when we in, in the, the film, in the credits and credit scene, yeah, like, he's, he's just drinking himself to yeah. death. I wouldn't want him out that. there. I know, right? He's kind of a loose cannon. They should put him a big box. With a bed and some and some power bars, they should drop him in the ocean. Wow! Like we'll be back with scuba gear in a hundred years. Well, let's call it fifty. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. The whole this whole movie was about how it's bad that when we uh, go go loud, you know, and go off half cocked. That's true. And, and now I, he's I just going to really be drunkenly stumbling through the ages. Right. So especially like I mean I think he maybe he's learned his lesson, but I don't know. You My know one I mean? criticism, and maybe we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, they should have set this in like the 60s or 70s or something. Mm, okay. Because if you want to go into the future, and of course you've got the entire past to go through, so maybe you don't have to. But if you want to see them meet Booker again or whatever, you've got to come up with some kind of future space, setting. space future. Right, that's true. Which could be fun, but it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I think maybe this is, I don't know, but if we do get like a, a, a sequel to this, I think maybe they'll see him in less than 100 years because, you know. Oh, no, for sure. Um. I think things are not going to go well with him and um, Quinn. 
um, I, I think that, um, you know, maybe she'll coerce him or convince him that, you know, we need to find them and contact them. And I, I think she probably most likely wants some sort of revenge. What do you Andy. think about, yeah, what do you think about there just being like four of them or I guess five of them? Would you would you want to open it up like um, Highlander the series? And suddenly we're um, just lousy with immortals every week. There's yeah, a new I mean, maybe I think I guess it gets a little hard because it's like they all know about they, they dream about each other when another one is I want I don't even want to say created, but it comes into existence. I don't know. Um, born. Right. But their, their immortality is born because it's like Niall's been around for a while, a couple years. Um, but. So I think that would be like too hard. Like, would you create a city then? Like, how do you like stay hidden? How do you continue you're going doing right, jobs? Well, yeah, you're the Inhumans. Yeah, <laughs> you're going well, right into Agents of Shield. Yep. Yep. So. <sighs> Careful. Yep. Careful. Yeah, I think it I would say be we put hard. her back in a trench coat. <laughs> give her a sword. Full Rucka style. Would recommend. Um, I would actually. Um, this was way better than I. I, I don't. I wasn't. I guess. Maybe this is a bad thing, but I wasn't. I was going into it being like, "Ah, we'll see how good this is," and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I I thought it was very, like you said, very entertaining. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. and uh, I enjoyed the comic as well. I'd recommend it too, and the comic as well. Um, s- solid, rock solid B. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's about right. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, and geez, just give Charlie's more roles. Come on. Yeah, seriously. Do whatever she wants. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's it. It's the Old Guard. It's on Netflix. You can see it now. Just don't cringe at the title. Could have done something better. Yes. Did you come up with anything? No. <laughs> the old fogies. Yeah. No. The old. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh. I don't. Something with soldiers. I don't know. Um. I. What about live, die, repeat? Yeah, right. <laughs> Long as I remember. All right, that's it. It's time for us to die, and then we will regenerate a week later yes. with another show. Yes. And until we do, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. All the old familiar places. And also, if you find us on a streaming service, if that's how you listen to us, listen. Listen. <laughs> Give us a rating. Yes, please. Give us a rating. Subscribe to the show. Yeah. Rate it. Yeah. Review it. Yes. Give us a review, too. Yeah, we love reviews. That's how we know. You look at the board. Normally, crazy board, bad. Mm-hmm. But in this case, the crazy board says, thank you for all the good you've been doing. Yeah, right. In the podcasting world. <laughs> So give us that. Give us five immortals. Yeah. Because there's five. There there are. Well, there's six, technically. Well, that's I was getting the true. idea that there was supposed to be, like, if one, you know, one in, one out, basically. So Niall shows up. And that means, you know, Charlize's time is Well, is it is kind of, time is ticking, right? But we don't know how long. I guess, but that, that chick is still in the ocean. Well, I mean, she got out somehow, but like, yeah, right. You know, she's know. out there. So yeah, that's true. really matter. That's why I think if, if you're Greg Rekka and you're smart, then you go, well, we can just open it up. Also, we never explained it. No, they didn't. They don't really get anywhere. Everybody gets killed before they can do any science in the movie. In the comic, the scientist guy literally says, uh, there, I can't find anything. 
Yeah. They're just right. normal. You just test them right. and have, all of their stuff is the same. Yes. So I like that like mysterious supernatural stuff. We don't need, need to meet the god of the immortals or whatever. Right. Or there's a prize or, you know, we yeah. can it too. Uh, Highlander, but uh, less said about that. The better. Uh, Give us five stars. <laughs> we would appreciate that. We'll be back in the future to talk about something different. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Beacon Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. <laughs>